0: Our reading this evening comes from Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Please be seated. I invite you tonight to take your Bibles and turn to Luke, the 14th chapter. We're going to be looking at verses 12 through 24 tonight. I appreciate the previous song that was sung. All things are ready. Come to the feast. Come for the table now is spread. That's one of my favorite invitation songs. It's packed full of meaning. Hear the invitation. Come and you will be fed. It's a beautiful song. I think it expresses the sentiment of the passage that we're going to look at tonight. And I want to read that in your hearing as we begin. Jesus said also, verse 12, to the man who had invited him, When you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your kinsmen or your rich neighbors, lest they invite you in return and you be repaid But when you give a feast, you invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. You will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. But Jesus said to him, A man once gave a great banquet, And invited many, and at the time for the banquet he sent his servants to say to all that had been invited, Come, for all is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I bought a field, and I must go see it. I pray you have me excused. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. I pray you have me excused. Another said, well, I bear a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported this to his master. Then the householder in anger said to his servant, go quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and the maimed and the blind and the lame. And the servant said, sir, what you have commanded has been done and there is still room. And the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel people to come into my house that it may be filled. For I tell you that none of those men who were invited shall taste of my banquet. Now, if we look at the context here tonight, Jesus had gone to dine in the home of a Pharisee who had invited the scribes and lawyers and You know, all the prominent people there and Jesus seeing that his host had only invited his close friends, those that were prominent, those that were rich and wealthy, Jesus told this man that he should not invite his kinsmen, his friends, his brothers, his rich neighbors for they could not reciprocate his hospitality. Instead, Jesus said you should have invited the poor, the maimed, the lame, and the blind that could not reciprocate. And thus the host would receive a blessing if not in this life, certainly at the resurrection of the just. You know, many times people want to reciprocate things that have been done to them. You know, if you go over to somebody's house and they feed you a delicious steak and a baked potato and salad, and then you invite them to your house and you have hot dogs and laced potato chips, you know, something just doesn't seem right there, does it? Steak and hot dogs. You know, it's called the social exchange theory. It's the idea that, you know, we feel like that we've got to repay people back And treat them in the same way that they've treated us. And Jesus said it doesn't work that way. Jesus taught his host here that he needed to love the poor. He needed to love the unfortunate. He needed to show them honor, respect, and hospitality. Not as a means of advancing his own personal interests or agenda. But simply because that's the heart of jesus that's the heart of being a servant of god it's doing good to those who are less fortunate without any desire whatsoever to receive anything in return and in order to enforce this powerful lesson jesus uttered this particular parable now this parable has a threefold purpose first of all This parable shows that God has great mercy in offering salvation to all people alike. Salvation is offered to everyone. Secondly, this parable demonstrates that the poor and unknown people of the earth are many times more willing to accept salvation than the rich and the prominent. And then, thirdly, it shows the folly of people offering excuses for failing to do their duty before God. Now, if you look at the text here, the text says a man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those that were invited, Come, for all is ready. Now in this invitation here, the host reminded his guests that all things were ready. Everything had had been prepared for their pleasure. And folks, it was a rare honor to receive an invitation to such a prestigious banquet like this. And we would expect and we would think that everyone would very readily and quickly accept. But the invitation had no sooner been given than they all began to make excuses. The first man had bought a farm and he had to go see it and he asked to be excused. The second man had bought some cattle and he needed to go examine them and he asked to be excused. The third man had married a wife and therefore he just felt he couldn't come. You see these people were allowing personal matters To keep them from accepting this invitation. And when the host learned of their rejection, he then sent his servant out into the streets and lanes of the city to bring in the poor and the maimed and the blind and the lame. Now he rejected the rich and the powerful, the prominent people to whom the invitation was first issued and now He invited the poor. And the poor gladly and willingly accepted this invitation. And still there was room. And so the master said to the servant, you know, go out to the highways and hedges. Go anywhere you can and compel people to come in that my house may be filled. And so this invitation was extended to people Everywhere, the poor, the despised, the outcast of the earth. Now, these terms do not imply that this is how God views people. This is talking about how we as people often view other people. God sees no difference between any man whatsoever. The point's very clearly made in scripture that God doesn't see as we see. Man often looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. And so the differences that oftentimes separate us as human beings, God sees no differences such as those things. And so Jesus is talking about how people view others. And so this invitation was extended to people everywhere. They gladly came and the host concluded by saying, none of those men who were invited shall taste of my banquet. Those who turned down this invitation would not have the privilege of sitting at the Lord's table. Now there are several lessons that I want us to look at tonight that we can learn from this parable. I think first of all, as we look at this passage, we can learn that God is willing to save all sinners. God says to all today, come, for all is now ready. Jews or Gentiles, rich or poor, prominent or obscure, educated or illiterate, everyone without exception is invited. In our scripture reading tonight, Matthew 11 and verse 28, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Peter lets us know very clearly in 2 Peter 3 and verse 9 that God is not willing that anyone should perish but that all should come to repentance. God therefore wants everybody to accept his invitation. You know Jesus tasted death on the cross for every person. And Jesus offers the gospel message to every individual. God neither loves the rich above the poor or the poor above the rich. He neither loves the Jew above the Gentile or the Gentile more than the Jew. God does not love the prominent more than the obscure or the educated more than the illiterate. God loves all people equally. He sees all people equally, regardless of their station in life. As Peter made it very clear on the day he met Cornelius in Acts 10, 34, God is no respecter of persons. God shows no partiality. He is not willing that anyone should perish. And so you see, everyone on the face of this earth can hear the gospel Believe in Jesus Christ, confess Him to be the Son of God, repent of His sins, and be baptized into Christ for the remission of sins. These simple conditions of the gospel are within the reach of every person, regardless of race, nationality, education, or culture. All responsible people can believe in Christ, they can obey the gospel. And be saved. You see, if people are lost, it's not because God doesn't love them. If people are lost, it's not because Jesus Christ failed to die for them. If people are lost, it's not because the gospel conditions of salvation are not for them. If people are lost, it's because they have simply rejected the salvation that is so graciously offered. One time Jesus said to the Jews in John 5 and verse 40, you will not come unto me that you might have life. And so many are lost because they simply will not come to Christ. Anytime they're willing to accept his invitation and obey the Lord, obey the gospel, they can, they will be saved. Salvation is for everyone. But you know, another lesson to be learned from this great parable is that some whom the Lord invites refuse to come. One man bought a farm, another bought cattle, another married a wife. These things kept them away, and whenever the gospel message is preached, some will accept it and be saved. Others are more interested in their farm than in salvation. They have time to farm, but they don't have time to hear the gospel and to obey it and to live it. They're all caught up in their own personal interest and you know the things that they feel like they have to do that are so important. Others are more interested in cattle than they are in their souls. You know, they have time for business. They have time for things that pertain to this life, for those material things that people see as so important, but they just don't have time for Christ and the Bible. Others love their wives. And their children. And that's wonderful, isn't it? Particularly in our day and time. It's wonderful to see one love his family, and we need to love our families. But sadly, sometimes people permit their families to come between them and the Lord. Many excuses are given by people for not obeying the gospel. And even today, many hearing the gospel make excuses as to why they cannot come to christ one man says well you know i'm just too great of a sinner i've done so many terrible things in my life i just don't feel like there is any way i'm worthy of salvation well folks nobody's worthy of salvation If we got what we deserved we would have no hope of heaven But we need to understand that the Bible teaches that Christ is ready, willing, and able to save anyone, regardless of what they've done. Somebody else says, well, you know, I'm a good moral individual. I'm very much thought of well in the community. I'm a a good spouse at home, a good parent. Uh, I just don't know if I need my sins washed away. And yet... The Bible teaches very plainly that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible declares that all are lost regardless of how good they may be from a morality standpoint if they're not willing to trust in Jesus Christ and him crucified. Another person says, well, you know, I I would be saved... But I'm just afraid that I don't know enough to be saved. Well, the New Testament teaches everything a person needs to know in order to be saved. I think you'll know enough to be saved, perhaps after hearing this lesson tonight. And if one knows the conditions of pardon and is willing to accept those conditions and obey them, he knows enough to be saved. Others may reject the gospel. And I've heard this many times because, you know, there's just too many hypocrites in the church today. And while there may be some truth to that statement, that doesn't excuse them because they too are lost. You see, we cannot go to heaven on the demerits of others. We cannot be saved because others fail to do their duty. Another may refuse to become a Christian by saying, Well, I just can't live the Christian life. I think there's just too much involved in this. There is simply no way I could ever do it. You know, we never know what we can do until we try, we don't know what we can accomplish until we put forth the effort. If we become a Christian with the earnest intention of giving ourselves to the Lord and doing the best that we can to be faithful to God, the Bible tells us that God will help us. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can't do it by ourselves, but with God's help, we can be faithful. So no excuse whatsoever Is acceptable to God and if one rejects the gospel you need to remember that God will not accept any excuse from you he invites you to come he invites you to accept Jesus Christ and know the wonderful joy of salvation the blessings that come from obeying the gospel but you know another lesson quickly that we can learn from this parable is that all who accept this invitation are saved. All who reject it are lost. There's no third option. You either accept the invitation and be saved, or you have to reject it and be lost. Now, these Pharisees, scribes, and lawyers scornfully rejected this invitation. They offered excuses. They failed to seize the opportunity to obtain a tremendous blessing. And as a result, they were shut out. They were finally and eternally condemned. And so the host sent out his servants to invite the poor, the maimed, the blind, the lame. The servant went out into the highways and hedges to find everybody that he possibly could. To them, the invitation was extended. They gladly and willingly accepted it. The Pharisees, scribes, and lawyers thought that these poor, obscure individuals were simply unworthy of salvation. And yet when the master's invitation was extended, they gladly accepted it and they were saved. Now as a general rule, it's true that the poor and the despised of this earth are more willing to accept the gospel than those who are proud and rich. I think that may be one of the reasons why we have more of a difficult time in this country evangelizing. You know, people are very blessed here in our country. Most of us, if not all people that we know, are in the top 5% of the world as far as being the wealthiest people. And sometimes it's hard to convince people who have everything they want and need materially... It's hard to convince people like that, that they really need salvation. And yet, if we want to be saved, we have to humble ourselves. We have to become like a beggar in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. And many are not willing to do so. You know, over in James 2 and verse 5, the Bible says, Has not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, heirs of the kingdom which God has promised to them that love him? And I think generally that's very true. Usually, those that are poor, those that are not blessed materially, are more inclined to listen and to accept the Lord's invitation than those who who reject it. But as I close tonight, I want to make it very clear, and I hope you'll understand this, that wherever you are right now, you can be saved if you will be saved. God loved this world. He gave Jesus to die for the sins of the world. And I think you need to understand tonight that God loves you individually. When our Lord Jesus went to Calvary to atone for the sins of the world, you need to realize that he had you in mind. He loves you now. He says to you, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. The gospel is offered. The conditions aren't complicated. It's very simple. If we will but believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and trust in his atoning blood and sincerely repent and turn away from our sins, confessing Jesus Christ to be the Son of God and then to be baptized, immersed in water for the forgiveness of sins, God in mercy and grace will pardon you. Whether you're rich or poor, high or low, educated or uneducated, Jew or Gentile, it matters not. Wherever you are, whatever you have done, if you are a responsible person in God's sight, he will gladly and willingly save you. If you're willing to but submit to him and obey the gospel. Don't be like, some of these in this parable that rejected the invitation. Don't lose the tremendous blessing that God now offers you. Put aside all excuses and like the poor and the blind and the lame and the maimed here in this parable, accept the Lord's invitation. Come and, and sit at his banquet. Partake of the tremendous blessings. Folks, if you'll do this, you'll be saved in time and in eternity. The invitation is yours tonight. If you need to respond, we ask that you come now while we stand and sing.